Next on BYU Sports Nation, the Big 12 got its way with the conference championship game. So why is expansion still being discussed? You can think, Oklahoma. BYU men's hoops assistant coach Quincy Lewis on the Cougars' road swing this weekend and how the defense can, can get better. Plus, big deal, no deal. Jimmer Fredette puts up big numbers in the D-League again. Hashtag go dubs. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, January 20th, wherever and however you have chosen to dial into this show, it is great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with one of the happiest greatest morning people that I know, Jerem Jordan. You know why? You are a bundle of joy every morning. A couple of days ago, you brought up Brock Trejo's Captain Armband. Okay? I sent in some favorites. That's from like 07. I got the current one, okay? So guess who's the captain now? Nope. I'm the captain now. Is yours autographed? Is mine the current armband on the BYU men's soccer team? Yes. Is yours autographed? Yes. No, because mine's used in games. Please. In games. Please. Speak to the so autograph. I'm the captain now. This was the greatest BYU men's soccer team ever right here. Ooh, there were some club champs that would argue that. <laughs> I'm the captain now. <laughs> I'm we, not wearing this the whole time. We have it's okay. Oh, see, you're not the captain. Because I respect, if you were, if you were, I respect the armband. This is not mine. I've not earned this. You have not earned that. Yes, I have. It was because sent it was in given the, to me. It was, it was sent in me. the mail. You have to give that back. I'm going to give this back to Ethan Meyer because I respect the men's you soccer team. You have to give that back. And, I don't have and, to give this back. And the title of captain. I don't have to give this back. Yeah. Plus, mine's yellow. Mine's easier to see. Whatever, man. So there. <laughs> hey, Ben, let us know when we're actually on the air. Oh, we're on right now. Oh. This is a surprise to me. So why? tell me, why are you such a happy person in the morning, Jerem? Because I just love life, man. Mm. I just love it. It's great. How long has this been going on? I don't know. Why are we talking about this? you share the secret with everyone how to be happy when you wake up? I don't know. Everyone find your own formula. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Put the armband back on. No. I respect it too much. (laughs) Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU basketball's Kyle Collinsworth, one of 30 players up for the Senior Class Award, which awards players with notable achievements in community, classroom, character, and competition. Uh, he's a captain, just so you know. Bronson Kafusi is ranked highly in the CBS Sports NFL Draft Board. It's an early stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Bronson Kafusi is ranked 60th, a projected second-round pick, and ninth among defensive ends, according to CBS Sports. I think that's pretty good. Remember, what, who was it that listed him as the 32nd best overall sporting player? Sporting like, All the way last, it was Sporting News, yeah. Uh, Bill... Something. B- Billy, Bill Shakespeare. Hey, I believe it was Bill Shakespeare. News. Good on the sporting news. Taking a stand, projecting that. Yeah. So, yeah, second round would be really good. For BYU to have three first or second round picks in the last, what, four years? Yes. That'd be legit. And we will right? have the discussion at some point on this show about the 2012 defense because Bronson Kafusi was on that defense as well. 
so many NFL guys. Unfortunately, the offense was mediocre, so BYU went 8-5. and five. If they had a decent offense that year, BYU could have had a, a ranked team. Unfortunately, the defense was top five. Jimmer Fredette scored 27 points, had five rebounds and three assists last night in the Westchester Knicks 127-112 win against the Delaware 87ers. Yep. CollegeInsider.com ranks the BYU women's basketball team as the third best mid-major. Is that a compliment? They're getting some votes in both polls. I told you that would happen eventually. I know, but let's just talk about when they get ranked, not when they get votes. (sighs) Technicalities. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. There is no end to expansion talk. Whether expanding is something that would help make this a little bit more of a uh, of a secure and stable conference, I think that's a conversation that's going to continue to be had within the Big 12 regardless of this vote. Matt Brown of SB Nation was following that Big 12 vote and the legislation at the NCAA convention very closely leading up to it and has since offered a few articles after, and he was right. Even though the vote went down in favor of the Big 12, regardless of which way it was going to go, expansion talk will happen. I didn't buy it. I'm like, if the vote passes, this is going to die down for a little while. Man, was I wrong. It doesn't die down because it's January 20th and we don't have football. Oklahoma is fresh off of a playoff berth, so all of a sudden David Bourne, the That's why it didn't die down. Is like, hey, Texas is, is, has struggled. Uh, Oklahoma uh, has the biggest voice at the table now, so I'm going to say some things. How about the Reader's Digest version of what's been happening? Big 12 Conference doesn't have to expand to host a conference championship game, but the conversation continues to gain traction, led by Oklahoma President David Boren, and now Gordon Gee, president of West Virginia, has joined the outspoken throng. Now we're seeing articles pop up all over Big 12 country, in Dallas and in Oklahoma City and in Tulsa. We've filtered through the recent mass of information, and we have given you the headlines. First of all, OU President David Bourne spoke to the Tulsa World, I think the night... That's a great newspaper name, by the way. The night that the vote passed, so a few hours after, and said he wanted to shed the, quote, little brother status... This is a week ago. ...that the Big 12 has and do three things. One, he wants expansion to become equal with other Power 5 conferences. Doesn't want to be the conference that has the least number of teams. He wants a television network... And 12 teams or markets needed to viably do that. And then he said, I'm tired of the Longhorn Network. We need a conference network, and we need to do something about that. Number three, he wants the championship game. He just wants it with 12 teams. He wants divisions and a true champion. Here's my initial thought to any Big 12 expansion. Somebody do something. Somebody do something. Isn't isn't David Bourne trying to do something, though? It seems like he's trying to do something. But somebody do something. Isn't he doing something, though? No, he's just talking. He's not doing anything. He's just talking. Well, he's swinging a pretty big verbal stick by saying... Well, then let's see some action. What's the action associated with this? It's just chitter-chatter. It We're in the on, hallway. It Someone happens like on February so-and-so. 4th. It happens Someone on kiss February somebody. 4th. Let's get some drama. Come on. Okay. Someone ha- ask someone out. The meeting of school presidents, chancellors, will happen within the Big 12, on February 4th and 5th. David Bourne says there, at those meetings, is where he hopes to get some things done, doing things. Now we're talking. Essentially, his message, and this is not an exaggeration, to the Big 12, after he said, 
our desire is to remain in the Big 12, but there are, quote, options out there. Okay. Would, would Oklahoma leave? His message. It, it, it sounds like, yeah. His message yeah. is expand like, or, from or that die. Quote, yes. Expand or die. Then he said this, quote, I think if we try to do it piecemeal, we're just going to kind of end up with a Band-Aid on top. I think we need a comprehensive plan to strengthen the conference and give it equal status with the other Power Five conferences. Again, that in the Tulsa world, it was reported just under a week ago. So it seems like he's one of the minority voices, right? Although he has the second most powerful voice. Because Texas is down, Oklahoma feels like they have a more powerful voice at the table. And I think they do. And it is funny. You have one, you have one great year. Oklahoma's been good, right? But you have one great year, all of a sudden, like you're a player. You've had one great year, right? It should be over time. Oklahoma deserves to have a big voice at that table. Yet, they feel like their little brother, even in the Big 12, because Texas uh, threatened to leave and go to the Pac-12, uh, but they got the Longhorn Network deal out of that. They get a, up to $15 million a year, estimated by ESPN and whatnot. He wants a conference network. He wants to get rid of the Long Network. So he's firing arrows at Texas in the open. There, there is mutiny among the Big 12 on this subject. Last week, uh, uh, exactly a week ago, they had the vote at the NCAA convention to hold a championship game without 10 teams. Dave Bourne's one of the minority voices in there. So he's one of at least, what, four, maybe five in that conference. He leads the certified expansion committee that was set up by Bob Bowlesby, the Big 12 Conference Commissioner. That's a fun, that's a fun committee. I, <laughs> I've been on a lot of committees, church calling, stuff like that. That's one I'd like to be on. The Big 12 Conference <laughs> Expansion Committee. That are we blows. I don't. And, and some of you are saying, okay, great. What is, again, what does this have to do with BYU? Well, if the Big 12 is forced to expand, whether it be because of David Bourne or some of these other chancellors getting involved. I they just want to expand. Can we have that? They need a majority. I would love that, but they need a majority of votes. In the end, can you force someone to do something? to want to do something like that. Yeah, they have to want it. You can't force. I don't think you can force the Big 12, right? This legislation, they were... You know what they could have said? Okay, we just won't have a championship game. Whatever. They won't force them in the end. BYU hopes to be in the expansion conversation, not just expansion conversation, be invited if there is expansion. By the way, why why don't they go to more than 12 if they want to really lock it up? Why why don't they go to 14? They're having a hard enough enough time. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If they get to 12, there is the idea that they could go poach some of the other big-name teams, if they are at 12. Why not just poach now? Why, why wait? Everyone else poached from them. They who, got wants three. To go to, who wants to go to a 10-team conference that's already in a 14-team conference? My point. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's why, why, why they want to get to 12. And why would the Big 12 all of a sudden be on equal footing if they added two group of fives? What, how does that change the situation other than numerically? But Jaron BYU is not a group of five. A non-power five. <laughs> the power being the money, right? Here's the real thing, though. I, and this, is, this popped up yesterday. BYU's high maintenance. Uh, absolutely. Because BYU is not like any other group of five. I'm not talking about attitude, and, which is certainly there. I'm talking about you have your own TV network and you have a national brand. Tell me another group of five or non-power five, not named Notre Dame, that has the same cachet as BYU. Nobody. We all know. And we're, speaking to the, we're not speaking to a non-BYU audience to a great degree here. This is BYU Sports Nation. Everyone knows that point. Nationally, that has been validated multiple times. BYU has the right to have a discussion about being treated a little differently. I'm not saying drastically. I'm just saying 
they're not Tulsa. They're not Cincinnati. They're not Yukon. You know what I mean? They have a big brand. They have fans everywhere. We know all these things. No argument there. You know who's plugging this the hardest? BYU's people in charge. President Kevin J. Worthen. Okay. Why, why Tom Homo. Of course. Okay? Yes. They are voicing that. They are being heard. It's being heard. But there's still, the reality is, there's still no guarantee that even if the Big 12 does do something, Jerem, they actually do something, that BYU is going to get the invite. Yeah, I think people, it's a foregone conclusion in a lot of people's minds. Like, like BYU oh, will be big, invited. The Big 12 expands. Yeah. BYU, it's a done deal. That's the hope, it's, but that's not the reality. The only thing you can control for BYU in this case is continuing to lobby. Okay, There are people in Washington who do this every day, even though that's in their best interest, right? They lobby for the thing. Okay, I'm sure President Worthen is make sure Big 12 chancellors and presidents are aware of BYU's uh, opportunity or what they bring to the table. And then if you're the football and men's basketball teams, mainly football, you have, to, you have to continue to be successful. BYU football probably needs to get to a 10-plus win situation a little more consistently. They hope to do that with Kalani Sitake. And then if the men's basketball team can continue to win, get in the NCAA tournament, maybe make a run in the Sweet 16. You just, you just little blips of relevance, right, would help in all of this. And I get Beat that, Gonzaga. I that get helps. that you're all tired of this. I get it. People are like, oh, here we go again. But it absolutely is... Relevant right now. What's the name of this segment? What's trending? People are talking about it. I wanted to talk about something else today, but the name of this segment is what's trending. So we got to talk about it. That's why we are talking about what's trending. I don't feel like, I guess I feel like I have to justify why we talked about it. I just argued that point. David (laughs) Boren, the president of Oklahoma, is swinging his verbal stick to try and make something happen. Mark your calendars, February 4th and 5th. We will keep our eyes peeled on anything that comes out of those conversations, at least that's released to the media. And it's interesting that you mentioned West Virginia's president, former Ohio State yeah, president. Gordon Gee. Gordon Gee. You know what he is? LDS. He was a professor at BYU back in the day. Got his undergrad at Utah. So he understands the plight of BYU. I'm not saying he'll be in BYU's corner per se, but there's someone that could talk and represent BYU's ideals to a degree that has an understanding of that yeah. in that room. I'm not saying he's going to get BYU into the Big 12. I'm just saying, isn't that interesting? And I hate to, to kind of shed the, the hope and the notion that, well, BYU deserves to be in the Big 12 more than any other school. It's, it's not who's, about— Who's to say who it's deserves? It's not about who deserves. Deserves is financial gain in this it's, 2016 it's unfair. situation. It's yeah. unfair, yeah. but guess what? A lot of unfair things happen when that much money is involved. It's just the reality that is college athletics right now. And if BYU gets into the Big 12, they wouldn't have a full share, you'd think, for a couple of years. We'd have to see how BYU TV is affected. We'd have to see what kind of TV contract BYU had. And it would, it would be a uh, tough schedule as well. There's an opportunity for BYU maybe to not be bowl eligible. I don't know. Like, it's tough. Ask Utah. Ask Colorado. Ask Texas A&M. Ask, like, it's just a tougher uh, schedule every year. But it'd be fun to take on that challenge. Yes. And it'd be fun to cash those checks each month. Would you be okay? <laughs> BYU football went four and eight, five and seven, three and nine, getting into the Big Twelve. Because I would wipe ask, away my ask, tears with with Benjamins with for the first couple bills? years, if that's the case. What would you give up to have BYU <laughs> in a Power Five conference? Is our Twitter question today at PWN Newbies says my firstborn son. Oh boy! Wow. <laughs> 
BYU basketball on topic next. Quincy Lewis in the house. How does that BYU defense make improvements defensively? BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on the Twitter machine. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. And as always, you can use the hashtag BYUSN. Tomorrow night from L.A. and Provo, we got a double feature, a doubleheader. Women's basketball against LMU. 8 Eastern time from Provo. Spencer Linton on the call now with Chris Kozlowski. Then at 11 p.m. Eastern time, 8 p.m. on the uh, Pacific Coast, BYU at LMU. Uh, we'll have that game as well. So a doubleheader, double feature tomorrow night, 8 and 11 Eastern. What would you give up to have BYU in a Power 5 conference? That is our <laughs> the, Twitter question. Answers, we've, already, we've already seen my firstborn son. The answers to this have been uh, some we can't read on the air. At R. Greenhaw <laughs> says, my soul. I'm willing to take one for the team. <laughs> Someone said my favorite sins. <laughs> <laughs> King, oh my goodness! Is that reference to King Lamoni's dad or something? Keep them coming. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Two of the three people currently on set in Studio B will be living it up in Southern California as of tomorrow. I am not one of those people. <laughs> Someone's got to hold down the fort, dude. The other is Jerem Jordan and our first guest, Quincy Lewis, BYU basketball assistant coach. Coach, good to have you back in Studio uh, B. Hey, good to be here. How'd you work out the Southern California road trip at the end of January? Wow. You know, hey, I'm glad I'm one of the two out of the three here. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little blustery outside right now. We've got to go to Malibu? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, okay. it's snowing outside. It'll be 62, I think, in Malibu Saturday. <laughs> you have 658 followers on Twitter, but you've never tweeted. Um, our mission as a show is to provide information for BYU Sports Nation and to get you to tweet. So when are you going to tweet? You know, I was really tempted a few weeks ago with this team at up north, you know, but I, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I was restrained. Oh, okay. Okay. I was restrained. I was restrained. So Who I'll, restrained uh, you? <laughs> uh, probably somebody in the office, you know, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they'll, they'll come sometime. We've okay. got a few suggestions. Yeah, we, yeah, we have some suggestions. Tweet. Give it to me. Okay. One, BYU Sports Nation is the greatest show ever. Maybe something like that. Ooh, yeah. I've thought about that. If you feel that way. <laughs> also, um, <laughs> that one's been tossed out the window. Yeah. Also, yeah. something, you know, you're glad I shaved my mustache or something. I don't know. Did, did you see mustache. the mustache? Did you I see did it, Quincy? I did not see. Yeah. Good for you. That, that could have been a point right there. Jer- okay. okay. Let's just get you caught up to date. Jerem had a mustache, and he said he was not going to shave it until BYU lost. So when you beat Gonzaga... We thought it'd, we, we figured it'd be a while. It's going to be here for a while. And so, like, that was like, oh, man. Like, it's awesome to win, but we've got to stare at that thing again. Here so you mon- go. Monday I got rid of it. Oh, my goodness. And I wish you would have still had it then. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I think. <laughs> How has it been on uh, staff as your first full season as part of this, this BYU basketball program? Yeah, it's been good. You know, I'm I'm working with good guys. Coach Rowe is a great guy to work for. And, uh, you know, players are, are just, you know, good guys and obviously good players. 8-0 at home. BYU's been fantastic in the Merritt Center. 2-5 and f- five in true road games. What's the difference you're seeing when you guys go away? You know, I think just uh, our consistency, you know. Um, you know, from a defensive end and, and occasionally from an offensive end, I think our consistency isn't there. Uh, you know, we go to Gonzaga, and I thought we had an excellent – defensive game and then we turn around in Portland and have a mediocre you know defensive game and so uh, we've got to find that that level and uh, get there each game how do you maintain that type of intensity because it kind of just naturally comes in a big game at Gonzaga in the kennel and you expend so much energy there how do you how do you get your team ready 
less than 48 hours again to go and do that again. It's one of the greatest challenges in athletics. I don't care if you're at a pro level, a high school level, or, or here at the college level, is you have a great success or a big game, uh, you've got to leave it. I mean, when you walk out of the locker room, you've got to leave it and be ready for your next one. And, uh, boy, I tell you what, it's, it's not easy to do. Correct me if I'm wrong. You've been charged with the majority of the defensive kind of prep going yep. into a game. Yep. What, uh, how, how has that maybe evolved as the season's gone on where you've gotten to know the personality of the teams and scouted the, the teams? You know, I think there's a little bit to do with that, but I think it's even more of really learning and understanding what our guys are, are good at and capable of and putting them in those, in those positions. And uh, I think we're continuing to get better with it. You know, and, uh, you know, getting to know the league has been important too. What are some of the strengths that you've seen from your team defensively? You know what? Uh, you know, right now, I think, uh, you know, if you look at like Ken Palm is kind of a respected uh, service. And uh, last year, we ended at uh, rated 160 out of 350. Right now, we're right around 105. And so, we've, from a long term perspective, we've made good improvement from where we were last year. From a short term perspective, I look at it and say, we're not where we need to be. You know, we definitely need to get better. And, you know, I think defending the three-point line is one of our biggest things right now uh, that needs to improve. I think if we could just uh, just come a little bit further, uh, you know, at that aspect right there, we'd be, pre- we'd be pretty good, you know. But uh, and that's part of getting to know our guys. You know, our guys, uh, some guys are a little bit quicker getting to the line and some guys aren't. And we have to make sure we have guys matched up with who they need to be be with there's been this obvious transition within pro basketball and college basketball where a lot more three-point shots are going up so is it that defenses are not doing as good a job or is it just that because there are more three-point shots going up by math more are going to go in yeah that's that's part of it but uh, you, you know you look at the warriors and how they played and they play uh, it's a really a spacing game and uh, your points per possession you know when that three point shot goes in i mean that's a that's a bigger deal you know it's a bigger deal and i don't think for the longest time people really understood how big the three point shot was but especially maybe in these last five or six years i think you've really seen that and understand that and uh the WCC is full of teams that really space the floor and have shooters, unlike maybe a Mountain West or some of these other conferences. And so it's even more important for us to get to that line. How has your relationship changed now that you're a BYU coach with your Lone Peak guys, Nate Austin and Nick Emery? You know what? Uh, maybe a little bit different because I'm an assistant you know, now. You know, and uh, now I'm not the, the heavy <laughs> as much. Uh, you know, I leave that to Coach Rose. Um, but uh, you know what? Uh, it's it's good to maybe not be in that role as much. You know, uh, that's 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 kind of nice because I was always kind of guy getting after them a lot. Um, I still do a little bit, you know, but uh, but it's a little bit different role now. Teams generally set goals before the season, conference championships, and you know, get to the NCAA tournament. And in BYU's case, win in the tournament. How much do you revisit those discussions, the big picture ones, with your team? during the course of the season? You know, you try to paint that picture, you know, on a regular basis. It's not an everyday thing, you know, but, but uh, by the things that you're doing and what your expectation is of them each day and by the expectation is, hey, we won at Gonzaga. We believe that we should win it at, at Gonzaga. We believe that we should turn around and win at Portland, you know, obviously, which we didn't do. But that's an expectation. And what that means is, hey, we should, we should be going to the NCAA tournament. 
It's been weird that rankings have just become this irrelevant number in college basketball. It's all about bracketology. It's yeah, all about RPI yeah. and all this stuff. Do you guys plug into that to kind of figure out, okay, we need to try and win every game, but there's kind of a lot going on outside of that? You know what? I, I think as a staff and maybe to a lesser degree, players, we, we all understand those things. And so that's not necessarily something that we're going to talk about a lot, maybe a little bit. Uh, but you have to focus on what you have right in front of you because if, if that's not what the focus is, then you know, then you're in trouble. You're not going to worry about any of that stuff. It seems like this team plays well when there is this understanding of, boy, we could really use this win for our resume. <laughs> they got it last year at Gonzaga in the WCC regular season finale in the kennel, and then that, that conversation resurfaced again. Man, there's BYU really needs this quality road win, and, and you got it. So could it be a good thing? that your team sees some of this stuff. Yeah, sure. You know, and, and you look at that trip and you say, boy, if you're going to win one of those two games, you won the right one because that one really can help you in March. Uh, I think you see what our capability as a team is by winning a, that kind of a game because it's unlikely that another WCC team will win that game. Well, yeah. it's not like you shot the ball. It was defense. It was defense. Yeah, and that's maybe what was so ironic about it, you know, because our offense has always been so good, and uh, it continues to be good this year. And our defense is just making progress. It's getting better from where we were last year. But, you know, that's how we really did win that game. And... um and we need to do more of that because we're capable, very capable of doing it. You will have played three home games in a matter of 49 days. <laughs> that's, that's crazy, right? That's crazy. Um, how, how can you uh, make sure that you guys are prepared when you go out on the road and not let maybe that affect you in this first half? Because you'll come back with a ton of home games. You know what? To me, it's, it's a real motivator because if uh, we can be successful this weekend, it really sets up well for us coming, coming here on the back end. And so uh, I think it's kind of exciting. Hey, let's go have some fun and get this thing done this weekend. And uh, two teams that have played very well recently. LMU starts, I believe, five brand new players compared to last year's squad. Uh, so not a ton of tape on those guys. Yeah. Other than this season, what kind of a challenge will LMU present to you tomorrow night? Boy, they, uh, they've been Jekyll and Hyde a little bit. They had a, a pretty decent uh, preseason, and then they started out 0-5 and five in league. And you kind of wonder, geez, what's going on with these guys? And then they win two on the road. They sweep Santa Clara and, uh, and San Francisco. One of them, not even close. And uh, you watch them on tape, and they really shot the ball well, which they hadn't done for most of the season. And so they're playing the best they have all year long. And Pepperdine uh, maybe had struggled through the early part of the season with returning players, and uh, now they're starting to find themselves. So we've got two tough games uh, coming up, and, and, uh, but it's exciting, though. I just look at it and say, it's a, boy, it's a great opportunity for our team. How has your perception of the West Coast Conference and maybe these teams when you go visit them on the road changed now that you've been a coach at BYU? You know what? Uh, I think when BYU first got in the WCC, uh, as an outsider looking in, I didn't really understand what, what that was. But as, as the more games were played and, and you watch these teams, you realize, geez, there's a, a good level of basketball in the WCC. And, and now being in it, Boy, I'll tell you what, each, each team has some guys. I mean, even you look at Santa Clara and they got the Brown Ridge kid and, and Portland's got a couple of just outstanding players. And uh, I think it's a good brand of basketball. Uh, teams play well together. They're well coached. They're disciplined. It's a heck of a league. What is the atmosphere like this week in practice, given last week? You get your best win of the season, arguably, and arguably your worst loss of the season, less than 48 hours apart. So what, what has the team practice dynamic been like? Well, you know, you... 
you don't remember Gonzaga too much. <laughs> you know, you remember what uh, what happened in that last one, and uh, you know, and so it's been a little bit honry maybe for a few days, and uh, and as it should be, you know, because uh, that was a great opportunity we let slip away, um, but. You know, like we said, we got two games here, and boy, if we can win these these games, we're in good shape. We're in good shape right here. I hope you get some beach time in Malibu at some point. I, I know you're down there doing a business trip, but at least go see the ocean or something. <laughs> Maybe out uh, out of my window. <laughs> yeah, tw- take a picture and send it to. Me. That should that you should be your tweet. tweet. From that Malibu. should be my tweet. Yes. Uh, just a picture of the beach. No words. Just a picture of the beach. So what that means is I've got to get with uh, you know Big T or uh, or Timmy, you know, and uh, they've got to show me. How to how to tweet? So you don't even know how to tweet? <laughs> oh, of course not. <laughs> Did you really think I knew how to tweet? You're a savvy no. guy, Quincy. You're a savvy guy. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, Terry Nashif calling Terry Nashif and Tim Lacombe. I'll, I'll be there to follow up on this too. It's not like we're going to let you out the. <laughs> Just a picture of the beautiful beach. I'll tell you what. We get a couple wins, and I'll have a smile on my face at the beach, yes! and I will tweet. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, okay, that's a I deal. love that. Could be Saturday night, could be Sunday. Okay. That's a good deal. Hey, Coach, uh, thanks for the insight into uh, BYU basketball, and good luck in Southern California. All right, good being with you guys. We're just here to get verbal commits. By the way, I think and, ha- and have, you, has, have you signed our new flag, Coach? I don't our, think so. Our stretch Y flag? I think you came you in after. You know what? I'm a little bit after that. I think you need to sign We've the not had y anyone flag. from Wagner sign this, so this is fantastic. I would think not. <laughs> this doesn't count as a tweet, right? No. <laughs> Up next, big deal, no deal on BYU Sports Nation. Big deal. Welcome back, sports friends Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday night, it's the debut of gymnastics on BYU TV in 2016. It's Try Meet, Cougars versus UC Davis and Boise State, Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Boise State, not Boise State. Yes. Yes. That's another one of those pet peeves. Gonzaga. It's not Gonzaga. You mean Gonzaga. It's not Boise. It's Boise Boise and Gonzaga. Yeah. Mark it down. But one of the 389 pet peeves of BYU Sports (laughs) Nation. Number one is the countdown right now for me. Number two is hard butter. (laughs) Hard butter. We've discussed this before on the show. Hard butter is the worst. It is pretty bad. Fresh piece of toast. They're worst things, though. You know, hey, where's the butter? Oh, man. That's a first world problem, let's be honest. I'm grateful for butter at all. We're, we're settlers. Go, now, churn your, go churn your own churn butter, Churn your son. butter. <laughs> let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. Kyle Collinsworth listed as one of 30 players up for the Senior Class Award, which awards players with notable achievements in community, classroom character, and competition. Bronson Kafusi is ranked 60th in the CBS Sports NFL Draft rankings. He is the ninth-ranked defensive end and projected to be drafted in the second round. boy, Bronce. Jimmer Fredette scored 27 points, had five rebounds and three assists last night. In the Westchester Knicks, 127-112 win against the Delaware 87ers. A lot of people wondering, will Jimmer get the call up? Because he's been so good in the D-League, does, does it matter? Coming up in Big Deal No Deal, yeah, we'll discuss. Yeah. CollegeInsider.com ranks the BYU women's hoop team as the third best mid-major. And as Spencer mentioned, they re- did receive votes mm. in both polls mm-hmm. And we may discuss week. that as well as we go back to Big Deal No Deal. Big Deal. No Brady Industries is a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations, our sponsor of Big Deal, No Deal. Number one. 
Big deal, no deal. The Big 12 will once again talk expansion on February 4th. <gasps> oh, as much as I want to say this is no deal, it is a big deal because BYU is involved. And any time this expansion word gets thrown out there and BYU still isn't in a Power 5 conference, it will be a big deal. Everybody, they mark their calendars for the date of the vote. That came and passed. Now they're marking their calendars for February and 4th and 5th, hoping that expansion comes out as like a must-do. It's no deal. It's only a big deal if there's action taken. It's no deal if there's discussion about discussion about action. Action can't take place if there's no discussion. It does not become a big deal until there's action. They just talk, talk about things. So Oklahoma's, oh, so Oklahoma's president expansion. says expand or die. Expand or die. That's then not a big do deal. do it. Just do it. This is a Nike school. Just do it. Number- Shia LaBeouf, <laughs> just do it. Make expansion dreams come true. I'm with you. I'm with you. No deal. David Boren is trying. If he's involved, for me, it's a big deal. Do it or not, there is no try. He carries the big. He carries the ace card in this whole conversation. I know he does. David Boren's my homie. I want BYU in the Big 12, but it's no deal unless there's action. Number two. Jackson. Big deal, no deal. Bronson Kafusi projected as a late second-round pick in the NFL draft. I said this was a big deal last year when he was projected as a late first-round pick, and I'm going big deal now again because it's the NFL draft. How many players did BYU have drafted last year, Jerem? Zero. Ah, that's right. That's it's Spanish a for big the deal. Nino. It's a big deal. He's going to get a big payday. And Bronson Kafusi being drafted, being projected after what he did this season, how how is that not a big deal? No deal because it's no surprise. I think that we thought that he would be at this level. He played really well, especially the back like five or six games. No deal because Bronson Kafusi is where we think it would be a big deal if like all of a sudden like I don't know Mitch Matthews was projected to be in the second round or something. That would be a big deal. It's like what number three. Big deal, no deal. No BYU players in this weekend's East-West Shrine game. No deal. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Because no one's in it, right? It doesn't matter. Is Bronson in the Senior Bowl? Yeah. Yep. I'll pay attention to that one. I think it's... Is it going to affect his status at all? No. I, then what? Then why does it matter? Why is it a big, a big deal then if it doesn't affect the status? No, I, that's what I'm saying. The East-West Shrine game. No deal. Yeah. I, no I deal. think it's a big deal that none, no BYU guys are in there because there, I saw two Southern Utah players in there. I saw some Utah players in there. I saw a Utah State player in there. There are a lot of guys why there, aren't that, there. more? Mm. Why isn't there more than one BYU senior? I, that, that's a concern to me. I, I think that uh, BYU should be concerned that there's only one senior in one of these post-bowl games. I think BYU needs a couple of them in there, right? That's the goal. You don't want just one. You want several. Well, of course, you want more. Still think it's no deal, though. East-West Shrine game, pfft. If, BYU, if someone, cares. If Bronson was in it, you would be like, big deal, is in the Shrine game. But no. because he's not in it, you're like, no, it's not a big I, deal. If you told me Bronson wasn't in the Senior Bowl, I wouldn't care. The, the thing I care most about is the projection. What are the NFL guys saying about him? If you're not That's in, the big deal. If you're not in one of these two games... It's going to be tough to be a high draft pick. Or maybe a draft pick. There are guys that yeah. are projected to get drafted in these first rounds that aren't I mean, in these games. I mean, like, invi- like yeah. Well, Derrick Henry, what does he benefit from doing this? Bronson needs to be in this to try and get himself into the first round, not the second. Can you really That's jump Zig- that much? Can you jump that much Ziggy, in one game? Ziggy probably did because of his performance. I can't remember. Was it East Shrine? I think he was in East West Shrine. Ziggy made the jump to fifth because of the East West Shrine game, in my opinion. Number four. 
Big deal, no deal. BYU women's hoops gets nine votes in the coaches' poll. This is a big deal just because I know Jerem's going to say no deal. It's a big deal because (laughs) Jerem is going to say no deal. We have what's called a pre-production meeting, and we share ideas. (laughs) So, yes, some of these are predictable for you. I have no other reasoning other than it's I just want to argue with Jerem right now. (laughs) It's no deal. It's a a big deal uh, initially, you know, you come at – but. It's it's a big deal if you're ranked. First time it's they've no gotten votes deal. all year. They've won twelve of thirteen. Really six good straight. programs don't talk about getting votes. They talk about getting ranked. How many Division One college basketball programs are there? Three hundred fifty plus. No, so if you're no, one of forty five cool. teams getting votes, it's a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's if just a getting, deal. There's no middle votes, ground in this if game. You're it's getting big votes, or not? If you're get, listen, if you're getting votes, you're in the NCAA tournament, man. You're in the NCAA tournament if you're getting votes. That's why it's a big deal. To me, to me, getting into the NCAA tournament isn't like it. Uh, I think it's a big deal, but winning is a bigger deal, right? It's not a big deal. The the I want the program's aims and goals and mission to be higher than getting votes in the coaches. You board. have to win consistently in the NCAA tournament before it gets to that next level. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, so for right now, just getting there is good. Bubblelicious is a good gum, but it's not the best gum, isn't it? <laughs> What is the best gum, Jerem? I don't know. I, I don't chew gum. <laughs> really. You just offended all bubblicious lovers. Sorry. I apologize. So heartfelt. Can we play the piano music? Oh, my goodness. Number five. Oh, I thought we were going to do that. No, we're not. Number no. five. Big deal, no deal. Jimmer Fredette is averaging 22.8 <laughs> points per game for the Dubniks. Jimmer! If Jimmer Fredette wasn't averaging a high number of points for the Westchester Knicks, then it would be a big deal. But I expected him to do this. I expect Jimmer Fredette to do this. So I say that it's no deal because he, it's what he does. He scores. It will become a big deal if this gets him back into the NBA. There you go. No deal. Jimmer is a good player. Wherever he's going to play, I, I, apparently outside the NBA, I think he's going to have great success. Unfortunately, that hasn't come in the NBA. It's it. It would be a bigger deal if it led to, like you said, an NBA contract, ten day, whatever, in any form. Because he's putting up points, but he's not getting invited. That, that there's an issue. There's an issue. Big deal, no deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. What would you give up to have BYU in a Power Five conference? We need to answer this at some point. I'm with my. Homeboy at Trevor underscore Linton. He says that's easy. I'd give up independence. <laughs> okay. How did we not? How did we not see that one? Okay. Yeah. Did, you go to the you go to the batting cages and you hit the softball on slow. Absolutely. Don't you? <laughs> Absolutely. It's awesome. You Try, feel great about yourself. I know, no, I know. Do you feel great about yourself? I feel Trevor, great do you feel great after that you tweet? Should. You can do better than that. No. It's that's getting votes in the coaches poll. Point Get Trevor. <laughs> Stay with us. More tweets on the way. You can do better. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan doing it live. Studio B, if you miss an episode of this show live, how dare you? Okay, but really, you can watch the rebroadcast weeknights <laughs> on wow. BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Absolutely. We appreciate you watching and listening in any capacity, live or otherwise. Hey, check, uh, tomorrow night, check it out. Doubleheader, BYU Hoops women's game at 8 Eastern, 11 Eastern as well, both on BYU TV. We're sending a, a crew in our truck down Big Blue, down to L.A. to hang out at LMU and Pepperdine this week. So check it out. Doubleheader of both Thursday and Saturday.
on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Jerem Jordan is sacrificing his own hard-earned money to guarantee that the karma will be in place oh. in Southern California. Okay, we, before the season, we looked at the schedule and we thought, okay, BYU's going to win in Gonzaga. It's just the thing they do. So we're <laughs> like, we don't need to send me there this year. So this year, the, the game that we identified as the toughest road game maybe to win, we didn't. Th- St. Mary's were like, whatever. At Pepperdine. <laughs> in Malibu. I was like, listen, I got to go hang with Drake, hotline bling. I got I to gotta be there. Started the, from the bottom, now we're it. In the whatever center. I can't even remember the name of the gym. Oh, it's Firestone Fieldhouse. Firestone Fieldhouse. Firestone Fieldhouse. Yes. I'll be there. Our Twitter question today. What would you give up to have BYU in a Power 5 conference? You answer this. What would you give up? I would give up some money that comes early from those lucrative TV contracts. So yes. if BYU had to be like slowly integrated in to getting like the full pay, fine. And if the Big 12 wanted uh, more rights to do more of their own conference games across sports or whatever, yeah, yeah, do that. That's fine. If you want to launch the Big 12 network, we can tone it down a little bit, and we can take less money off the top, but we just want to be it's a part of that. It took you four years to get a full share. Yeah. It went 25, 50, 75, 100, I believe. Oh, wow. You, okay. Yeah. Okay. So th- this, wouldn't be po- this isn't a popular opinion necessarily among the administration, but I would give up the ESPN contract. I love the ESPN contract, but I would rather be in a Power 5 and not seen as much than be independent and seen because of the money. And, and you're not talking about the ability to see. You're just like, just ESPN has watched a lot. It's just watched a lot. Yes, but you could I, still I would, well, you could still watch all of BYU's games. It, yes, like I, I would I would trade being on FS1 or CBS Sports Network every week to be in the Big Twelve. That's not forever. At some point, I think it'd be nice to be on. My preference is to be on an ESPN. Right? Yeah, I'd like to week. get all the money off the top and uh, be on ESPN. <laughs> <But> if if <laughs> you have to make concessions. You're going to have to do something uncomfortable, so pick what that uncomfortable thing is. For a lot of people, they made it personal. Like, my firstborn son, we're like, okay, well, that's one angle of this, yes. <laughs> but <laughs> I would rather be in the Big 12 because of the power associated with it, equaling money, equaling better recruits. LDS kids on the fence that maybe aren't coming to BYU sometimes now might be inclined to come to BYU. Other guys that you'd have to put in more work to get, like, What's the kind of work that BYU had to put in to get a guy like Yoli Childs? That's a really good non-LDS dude from Utah. BYU had to put in great recruiting effort to get him. Maybe being in the Big 12 gets him a little easier. Or guys like him. Oh, absolutely it does. What would you give up to have BYU in a Power 5 conference? At Mormon underscore Madness 1 says, BYU TV games. But maybe BYU TV could provide the means for a Big 12 network that they all seem to want. And here's the thing. Let's like, discuss rights yes. and how it works right yes. now, okay? So there are first-tier rights, second-tier rights, third-tier rights uh, a lot. Mostly with football, you get kind of that. The first-tier rights for BYU games right now is ESPN at home and uh, for home football and basketball. Essentially, the second tier is BYU TV. We come in and do whatever ESPN does not. And the, unlike anywhere else in the country, there is a collaborative effort between those two. In, in, the, in the Big 12, it's, it's different. We have some breaking news just into BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation breaking news. BYU football has announced a new wide receivers coach. It is Ben Cahoon. He's back! He is back for the second time. All-American at BYU is one of the greatest players to ever 
take the field in the CFL with the Montreal Alouettes. He retired from CFL football in 2011, came to BYU, left, and now he is back as part of Kalani Satake's crew. He was the wide receivers coach, as you recall, from 2011 to 13 here. Coached Cody Hoffman to break all those records. Uh, part of that staff that uh, in 2011 and 12, uh, you know, we're figuring it out offensively. Riley Nelson, the quarterback, quite a bit. Young Taysom Mill. Then in 2013, BYU had a fantastic year. 2,000-yard rushers uh, rushed for the most uh, yards in school history. I thought that receiving group was pretty good. Skylar Ridley turned out to be uh, – he went from kind of walk-on to the number two on that team. In terms of technique and being able to show – Nobody guy, better. Okay, there are Nobody coaches. Nobody better. You look at them and you go, there's no way you can show those players how to do this. Ben Cahoon can show these guys – technically, how to do it. Because he didn't make his living necessarily off of athleticism, although he was athletic. He made it off of technique. An Austin Collie type guy who knows how to play the game. So I'm, I'm glad Ben Coon's back. So like Mike Empey, you have a guy, that ret- a former player who used to coach here, who is back. Look at what Kalani Sataki is doing. And Ty Detmer, his wide receivers coach for this offense, is Ben Cahoon. I love the hire. BYU is a special place, which is why a lot of these guys want to come back. Ben Cahoon, just another example of that, with Kalani Satake's crew as the new wide receivers coach at BYU, and he inherits a pretty darn good group, led by Nick Kurtz and Colby Pearson. It's unfortunate that... Mitchell Jurgens. Yeah, and Mitchell Jurgens. Yeah. You know, Let's go over some of these guys. Y- you lose guys like Devon Blackman and Mitch Matthews, but you still bring back... A very solid core. Let's go through some of the guys coming back. Akile Davis will be a sophomore. Trey Dye will be a junior. Uh, Travis Frey will be a senior. Uh, Marone Laulupututau will be a sophomore. David Kessler caught a touchdown pass. He'll be a senior. Yeah, there's there's a good... The Talon Shumway is a, to a guy that I believe redshirted. A guy that will be, I think, pretty good here. Ricky jo- Shumway, the guy that made the unbelievable catch. Ricky Shumway. Josh Weeks. So you have some... Those are just the returning guys. We're not talking about out of high school or these return missionaries. Uh, or any JC guys. So BYU will add to this group even more. But it's a good, good nucleus coming back. Coming into the season, there were a lot of returners. We thought it was stacked. In fact, that ended up being the best position group out of any, uh, in my opinion. You could argue quarterback. There's kind of only one guy there for the most of the season. But receivers, I think, will be a strength. Next year, it's clearly running backs to me. Looking loaded clearly running at backs this point. Returning guys, number one. Ben Cahoon, let's see, he has how many days to get the wide receivers ready? Oh, come on. Come on. Hit we're it. Or not. Countdown to the Wildcats. <laughs> 227. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> Turn your phone In, off. Intent to deceive. You're terrible. <laughs> you are terrible. 227. First and, first and 227. Good. I want to throw the ball anyway. <laughs> Ben Coon's like, yes, throw it to my guy. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Stay with us on BYU Sports Nation. More of your tweets on the way. What would you give up to be in the Power 5 Elite? That's the second most annoying time. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's Jaren, it. Okay. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Uh, uh, 
We broke the news moments ago on BYU Sports Nation. Ben Kuhn has been announced as the new wide receivers coach at BYU. He returns after being the wide receivers head coach from 2011 to 2013. Also, football signing day is two weeks away from today. We will have full coverage right here on BYU TV. Also, Bronson Kafusi is ranked 60th in the CBS Sports NFL Draft Rankings, ninth-ranked defensive end, and projected to be a second-round pick. Jimmer! Jimmer for dead. Scored 27 points, had five rebounds and three assists last night in the Westchester Knicks 127-112 win against the Delaware 87ers. Matt Carlino and the Rio Grande Valley Vipers play against the Oklahoma City Blue tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. Men's basketball. Kyle Collinsworth's one of 30 players up for the Senior Class Award, which awards players with notable achievements in community, classroom, character, and competition. BYU's 2016-17 recruiting class is also ranked 29th by ESPN. Featuring three four-star recruits, two of those recruits will leave on missions with three more four-star recruits returning from missions. Women's basketball. CollegeInsider.com ranks the BYU women's hoops team as the third best mid-major. Scoff! Third? (laughs) What? (laughs) Ketchup popsicle? Future guests include David Nixon. He has now two baby boys in his family. Big week for him. Mackenzie Pulsifer of BYU women's basketball. Three-point specialist. And Jerem Jordan. Friday. Yeah. Don't mess it up. From LA. I'm a little nervous about being on the show, but I'm excited. <laughs> First time long Can ago. I just say something? Going back to the BYU TV conversation about Big 12 and all that stuff. Tom Holmo tweeted out, and I, I, I thought this was really insightful. When someone said, hey, well, should we give up BYU TV? To, to? And he said, BYU TV is more of an asset than it is anything else. I don't think that... Uh, TV would have to be given up no. to be in the Big 12. You would negotiate rights and tiers in that, and I, I didn't finish that conversation, and we'll do it another day. We're not going um, anywhere, people. <laughs> this, build, this building was built for the purpose of, of getting good messages out there, and BYU Sports has been part of that. Trust me, you, f- you figure it out. You figure out rights. Obviously, it's not going to be Tier 1. It's going to be ESPN or Fox or whatever. You, know, you, fi- you figure it out. You work it out. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. We're giving it to BYU Women's Basketball, winners of six straight, 12 of the last 13, and receiving votes in the top 25. Also, Ben Cahoon. Welcome back. Yeah, Ben. Second time, wide receivers coach. That staff almost completed. What would you give up to have BYU in a Power 5 conference? At Nick Lee 51 says Mountain Dew. This is the only place on planet Earth that would be spoken. (laughs) Thanks to Quincy Lewis. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast on iTunes. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Chase Penley. 